turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Yes, it is. Happy Friday night out there to all y'all. Stay safe. Stay cool. Stay hydrated this weekend. It's triple ditches. It's it's hot, hot, hot in San Diego. But let me tell you what. It's hot, hot, hot right now. Heating up in the primary race for the Republican Party. It is on, babies. And I don't know if you guys saw any of the interviews that Tucker Carlson conducted today in Iowa. And it was quite interesting. And that's why I'm super excited. Well, not just for that, but for other reasons. Super excited to have this presidential hopeful joining us tonight on the Andrea K show to talk about the hot topics of the day as well as the other interviews that were done today by Tucker Carlson of the GOP hopefuls. I'm talking about the sage of South Central, Larry Elder, phenomenal talk show host, nationally known, recognized political pundit and brilliant commentator, Larry Elder, who's running for president in 2024, joins me now. Hello, Larry Elder. Welcome back to the Andrea K show. Hello, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm calling you from beautiful downtown Memphis, where I just drove by Graceland. I've never been there before. I've never been to I've been to Memphis. I've never been to Graceland either. Confession, even though I grew up in the South. Elvis was never really my jam when it came to music, Larry Elder. Um, I, not really my jam. I, I was really a Motown girl, but uh, it had tipped to Memphis for some great music and All some right. really yummy food. Well, I was a Motown guy, too, and uh, my brother Kirk loved Elvis, and Elvis was not hip, cool, in, where I grew up in South Central L.A., but he loved him, dragged us to all of his movies, including the bad ones. And, <laughs> what, you, there were good ones? <laughs> well, there were a couple of good ones. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, anyway, go on. Uh, look, he was a major talent. Um, I do plan to go to Graceland at some point. Um, I'm, I, I think there's Freedom Fest going on there this weekend, yes? Yeah, and, yeah, and, and that's why I'm there. I've been here for three or four days. I'll be here until Sunday. Uh, and that's why I came. I just also was up in uh, New Hampshire at a town hall because, as you know, as you pointed out, I am running. Uh, the first primary is in New Hampshire. The first contest is in Iowa where uh, Tucker Carlson was and had his forum. Um, any reason why you you didn't go to Iowa? Well, I just came back from Iowa. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I've been in and out of Iowa maybe okay. a half a dozen times or so okay. in the last year, and okay. I will be going back. They have 99 counties, and they expect you to go to every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And so far, I think I've hit about 20 or 25 of them. Well, I'm glad to have you here with us tonight because I did want you to weigh in on a couple of things that happened in Iowa because it's relevant to what I consider to be the top story in the country today that nobody's really talking about, Larry Elder. And that is that snuck into some posting yesterday was an announcement that uh, the commander in chief has decided to call up active duty military 
and send them as part of Operation Atlantic, um, yeah. you know, whatever. And um, we are just getting closer and, and closer to World War Three, aren't we? Well, and the original sin, of course, Andrea, is the way Biden pulled out of Afghanistan the way he did, mm-hmm. leaving leaving $80 billion worth of military equipment, not advising our allies, uh, leaving hundreds of Americans and people that supported us. Uh, it was probably the one of the most disastrous military blunders in the history of this country. And I believe that had that not happened or had Donald Trump been reelected, we would not even be having this conversation. Right. And but why are we having a conversation about Ukraine? Help me to understand. Nobody's been able to do so. I'm the daughter of two Marines. Look, I, you know, right. I love me some U.S. military. I'm proud mm-hmm. that we are the nation that saved the world from communism and Nazism. But nobody's been able to explain to me why we have an interest in Ukraine to the tune of billions of dollars. And now potentially cluster munitions going there and now potentially American lives at risk. Meanwhile, as was pointed out to Mike Pence, today our cities across this country are crumbling we've got a crime wave like nobody's business um Mm -hmm. you know our our, our, you know the economy is absolutely you know tanking so why in fact i want to play this clip with mike pence because he was trending today what little what little hope he had to actually win the primary larry elder was completely dashed today i got more i got more money on the fly winning than him and that was before (laughs) he made this ridiculous dumb comment today clip four January, we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President. Have you? I know you're running for president. You are distressed. You, you are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States, right. and it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased, and yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Wow. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's wow. not my concern. Wow, we can end it there. Larry Elder, right. the America America is not his concern. Is it yours? Well, I, I, I hope that's not what he meant, uh, but here's my feeling. Uh, Putin has already lost this war. I remember when he started that invasion, and I'm looking at all these pundits, including the ones on Fox, and they're all saying, Andrew, this is going to be over in a matter of days, maybe a matter of weeks. This is now deep into the second year. Putin mm-hmm. has lost between 80,000, maybe 200,000 troops, depending upon who you believe. He's lost about 20 generals, many of them in the battlefield. Uh, there was an attempt to coup. His economy is in free fall. Putin wants an off-ramp, and I believe we ought to give him one. Now, regarding the kinds of things that, that uh, Tucker said, that's one of the reasons I'm running, uh, Andrea. The 10,000-pound elephant in the room, uh, the, the cause of many of the things that Tucker has, has mentioned and is concerned about is the epidemic of fatherlessness. Seventy percent of black kids enter the world without a father in the home, married to the mother, up 25 percent from back in 1965. Now, 25 percent of white kids enter the world without a father in the home, married to the mother, up about, a, about threefold since 1965. And the numbers are clear. If you were raised without a dad, you're five times more likely to be poor and commit crime, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. What we've done is incentivize women to marry the welfare state, the government. Uh, we've incentivized men to abandon their financial 
financial and moral responsibility. And nobody's talking about it. The Democrats don't talk about it because they caused it. Republicans don't talk about it because they fear that if they do so, they'll be called systemically racist if they're white, or they'll be called, as I was, the black face of white supremacy if you're black. Nobody's talking about that. And regarding the, the, the schools that Tucker's talking about, my goodness, just let's pick one city, Andrea, Baltimore. 13 mm. public high schools in Baltimore, zero percent of the kids can do math at grade level. Another half a dozen, only one percent can. That's half of the public high schools in Baltimore, all located, guess where, in the inner city, where either zero percent or only one percent can do math at grade level. Nationwide, 85 percent of black eighth graders, these are 13-year-old kids, can neither read nor do math at grade level. Half of them can't do basic reading, which means a substantial percentage of black kids in America are functionally illiterate. And no one's talking about that. Mm -mm. No. Well, uh, well, how are you going to be able to talk about it? Let's talk about the debate structure. And, you know, back in uh, 2016, it was there were so many people running that they did a two tiered thing. Right. Where um, which and I watched both of it. I let everybody know what the situation is with the debates and what the Republican Party has done. I'm not really sure we everybody even understands what's going on there. I'm not sure I do. And you're right. In 2016, there were 17 people. Uh, there were two tier debates. I watched them both. Somehow, some way, uh, our, our republic survived. Donald Trump picked them off one after another after another, and it worked out fine. Mm-hmm. I think the the idea is to eliminate that so there's not that many people. So this time you have to have at least one percent in the polls or a certain number of donors. In this case, 40,000 individual donors and 200 of them have to come from 20 different states in order to qualify. And I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm about halfway there. I think I'm going to get it. We're on pace to get it. But I'm not sure everybody's going to qualify. And I don't understand the point. It seems to me the American people should be winnowing out people uh, early on, not the RNC. Furthermore, you have to turn over your donor list to the RNC after wow. you get the 40,000 people so they can recruit from it. And I don't and I don't get it. Last time, 2020, the Democrats gave you a choice of either one percent or a certain number of donors, but not both. I do not understand why they're doing both. Well, I think and and then there's and the rules committee. Some there's some ske- sketchy stuff, in my opinion, going on out here in California, um, having to do with proportional delegates and all that. And I don't want to get in the weeds in that. Um, I'm one of these people that uh, there's some people that say, look, Trump is so far ahead, we should just get behind him. And I've always said, uh, the more people in the primary, the better, in my opinion. I like I, I like a competition for ideas. I think iron sharpens iron. I think the voters should have an opportunity to see everybody that wants to run and hear everybody's mm-hmm. ideas. And well, and that's the way it should be. I don't like all these restrictions that anybody's imposing on my ability to choose who I want to vote for. Well, that's right. And that's why I'm asking people to go to my website, LarryElder.com or ElderForPresident.com. Again, 40,000 individual donors. And you can contribute as little as $1. I just need 40,000 individual donors. And I intend to get up there, Andrea, and talk about what you and I just now did, the epidemic of fatherlessness, the crisis of urban education, and also the lie that, that the Democrats have been pushing, that America is systemically racist. It's a lie that pushes uh, the debate on critical race theory, on reparations, on race-based preferences, on DEI. More importantly, is getting people killed. It's called the Ferguson effect or the George Floyd effect. And that's a phenomenon of cops all around the country uh, in fear of being called systemically racist, 
getting pulling back from their normal proactive policing. So literally in the last few years, there are thousands of people who are dead or who've been victimized by violent criminal crime who otherwise would not have suffered if the police were doing their normal proactive policing. And it's a lie that, that people like uh, Joe Biden have been pushing recently at, at Howard University, as you know, he gets up there at a commencement ceremony and says the number one threat to the homeland is white supremacy. Are you kidding me? Mm. Uh, the Anti-Defamation League keeps track of how many people are killed every year by extremists. Uh, and last year, 25. Now, 25 is above zero. There were over 10,000 black homicide victims in 2020, and they were not killed by white supremacists. It's BS. It's getting people killed. It's putting people against each other. And that's another issue I intend to talk about uh, when I get up there on that debate stage. Well, we need you on that debate stage because, you know, as much as I like Tim Scott and I think he's a great guy and I think, you know, some people are saying that, you know, uh, I I just uh, that that because he's African-American, he's the one to speak to these issues. Well, just because he's African-American doesn't mean he's the one to speak to these issues. I think you are the one to speak to, to these issues. I think you have an ability you have. And part of it comes from your time in media and all the time that you've dedicated to researching everything that's been going on here. You you know, I, I love a, a former business people like Tim Scott and I love his family story. Um, but there's something about somebody like yourself who has been steeped into research and studying of everything that's going on from a policy standpoint and historically in this country and what's happened and how, you know, it, it, it's affected everybody and the ability to art and your ability to articulate that. And I think you have a charm, a charisma and an ability and an intellect and experience that we absolutely need at least the voters need to be able to hear from you on these really really important issues tell everybody how they can support you to get you on that debate stage by going to my website larryelder.com or elderforpresident.com and again as little as one dollar i need forty thousand individual donors and speaking of policy issues one of the other things i'm pushing andrea is we need an amendment to fix spending to a certain percentage of our gdp with mm-hmm. exceptions for war and natural disaster otherwise government's going to keep growing and growing and growing it, it grew under ronald reagan it grew under republican president it grows under democrat president no one's going to restrain spending unless you force them to by law that's what i'm been proposing. It's on my website, LarryElder.com. Well, thank you for being here tonight, my dear. Appreciate it. You Good got luck. It. Graceland. Go Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. I Go eat some barbecue. King, King Creole. That was the best movie. King Creole. King Creole. Oh, that yes. is a good one. That is a good yes. one. King that Creole. One. Thank All you, right. Larry Elder. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye now. Stay tuned. We got more Andrea K. Show coming up. Don't go away. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Tucker was on ab- absolute fire today. Anybody who says Joe Rogan is the best interviewer, what Tucker did today to expose the rhinos, every last one of them was absolutely brilliant. Um, was Do you think there's a possibility that Mike Pence understood the question? He said twice, that's not my concern, Tucker. You keep trying to go, that's not my concern, Tucker. Do you think he misunderstood the question? Personally, not really. He hasn't come out and clarified it. Yeah, if he thinks he misspoke, I think it, he I mean, that would be an issue you would want to make sure you were understood. Yeah, that. like maybe he could come out and say, when I said that it's not my concern, I was referring to Ukraine. Because it sure sounded like he did not concern. Con, he's not concerned about me and he's not no. concerned about you. He was angry. If you watch that and I encourage everybody to go watch it. I mean, you know, a George Will is coming out today and saying that that there it, there's 
and a good likelihood it will not be either DeSantis or Trump who wins the primary. And, and George will, if you if you remember anything about George will, he's part of the Uniparty. They don't want either one of them. They'd much rather have their. There's a reason why there's all these stories today about big donors leaving DeSantis and they're looking at Tim Scott and they're looking at Tim Scott because let me tell you, Tim Scott uh, speaks well about abortion. Um, but you got to remember that he's really an establishment candidate. He when when he was asked by Tucker about Ukraine, his response was. Very vague about about uh, the military, and when asked about peace, he was like, "Well, uh, the, the you know, h- how would we know that any peace agreement would would be, um, you know, long standing? Well, we we wouldn't know that at any point." Even when the Japanese surrendered in World War II or, or you know, whatever, you know, at any point anybody could start back up. I mean, you know. That what a, what a stupid thing to say. Um, so I, I think that I think that Mike Pence was really aggravated at Tucker for challenging him because I the arrogance of one of the things that Tucker revealed in this interview, in case you you hadn't picked up on it before, was the arrogance that Mike Pence has, the arrogance of the elite. His arrogance that he was oozing today was exactly the same type of arrogance and anger bubbling beneath the surface at daring at anybody daring to question him. Uh, it's just like those on the left. It was no different than Nancy Pelosi getting mad that somebody's challenging her and asking her a question. No different than Joe Biden getting mad that somebody would dare to question him about stuff. And so thank you. Thank you, Tucker, for exposing him on that. Um, I actually think we have even a clip of um pence being i don't know do we have the uh, about yeah a pence being um getting frustrated with tucker when he's pressing him on religious freedom in ukraine clip 12 would you may, may i ask would would you be and i i believe you have a good faith position on this and we have disagreements on it but i want to just i i can't let you elide over the question of the treatment of christians and I, I know i, I heard and that would again, you be well, no but hold on would I'm you, not, you be, would you be is you don't accept my answer i just told you that i asked the religious leader in kiev if it was happening you asked me if i raised the issue and i did and i'm saying i also raised it with incorrect. the ukrainians and i was told that there are there are religious leaders who have been working with the Russian military that is murdering people by the thousands. Okay. I mean, tr- Tucker, look. Uh, Wait, but hold on. Don't you think... Let me explain to you what I think our national interest is there. I would think you would have greater concern for religious liberty in Ukraine. And I'm surprised I, I by your I told you I raised the issue of religious liberty. No, you spoke to one person who's clearly I didn't on say one I spoke side to one of it. Person. And there are many, many news reports that are not disputed by anybody that many clergy have been arrested Mm -hmm. in Ukraine. And I'm merely saying I may not agree with their views. I'm not Russian Orthodox, but you can't arrest clergy for having different views, period. Because if you do, you violate the basic tenet of... Look, I, I won't... Look, I want to be clear with you. I won't stand by it. I won't stand uh, please, for it. I want to be clear. Is that People. not just the classic line from Democrats? We want to be clear. I tell you what's clear, Mike Pence, is what a phony you are. What an absolute phony. This was the guy that was going to get the evangelical vote because he was so pure, he wouldn't even go to dinner with any any business colleague without his wife present. Yet he's over there in Ukraine sucking up to Zelensky, who completely shut down an entire denomination of churches prosecuting people for their religious beliefs, 
He also shut down uh, opposition parties, shut down media. You can't you can't be pro-American and want to there's not only is there no reason for us over there, no national interest for us. That's not exactly a country that I really want to for, for us to spend a dime on and lose one ounce of blood on. They're corrupt, socialist, tyrannical. And don't really want anything to do with him. He also went on and talked about how the cops who shot Ashley Babbitt showed such restraint and saved lives. Uh, You know what? Thank you, Tucker Carlson. I think we're officially done with Mike Pence now. You know who else was done right out the gate? Really, he was done before, you know, he even got interviewed by Tucker Carlson. But it was Asa Hutchinson who Tucker asked today how many how many COVID shots he had had. <laughs> Skins, please play. This is a great clip. Clip five. Did usurp. Um, one of the powers that government did usurp uh, over the past several years is, is the right to decide what medicine you take in the form of, of COVID mandates. Um, how did you feel about that? And how many COVID shots did you take? And how do you feel about it now in retrospect? How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. But, but I think it's fair, and I, and I could see that you recoiled when I asked you that question. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, honestly, you should be asking people about their medical care, but that became a, a matter of public policy. And I do think that the whole country ought to pause and assess, like, what did we just go through? What, How do we feel the, about it now? And so it's a very straightforward. Yeah. I don't know if he ever answered the question. He didn't want to, did he? And the reason why Tucker was asking him this is because, in case you don't remember, uh, Asa Hutchinson was was not quite on the level of Mussolini, but not far from it in terms of COVID. Despicable. And yet he wouldn't answer how many shots he had. He wouldn't answer how many shots he had. Look, uh, it, it, a lot of people were criticizing Trump that he didn't go there and didn't get under the hot seat with Tucker. Um uh, and, and, but, you know, he's also in Florida today because he's going to be speaking at the Turning Point USA event. He, he still could have been in Iowa today. Um, he's done I- in interviews with Tucker. I don't know that he ne- I, there's people that, that say, you know what? He doesn't need to be debating anybody. He he's so far ahead in the polls right now. Let the let the people down there that are fighting it out show up and, and take the heat from Tucker. Do you think he should have been there today? Skins? What do you think? I don't know. Kind of indifferent. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent too. Um, I, you know, we've we, Trump has been challenged on why he didn't fire Fauci. Trump has been challenged on the shots. He's been cha- there's not one question Tucker would have asked him today. He hadn't already been asked. So I don't really think we would have done any good. No. So what I wanted, to, I wanted to learn who these other candidates are. They're the ones that need to be exposed. There's nothing about Trump that we have not already heard about or he has not answered about or didn't want to answer on. You know, there's there's people that are trying to. Um, take him out. They're the ones that need the spotlight, in my opinion. They're the ones that need to be challenged because we know what it's like to have Trump as president of the White House. Let's see, highest un- uh, highest employment rate, lowest unemployment rate for all minorities in this country, greatest economic recovery we've ever had, the most secure border we ever had. Um, uh, need I go on? You know, there's things that I wish he had done more, but he I don't think anybody was prepared for him with the deep state to be hamstrung out the gate uh, like he was, which made it really difficult for him. Um, these guys want want a job that they've never had before. 
It's their job to convince us why not Trump. It's not Trump's job at this point. It's his job to lose. We're going to talk more about this when we come back, so don't go away. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, some other interesting moments from Tucker's interviews today. I'm not going to pl- play any more clips from it, but uh, he put uh, Miss Nikki Haley. Her claim to fame is that she was the ambassador at the UN, and he put her on the, her on the spot and, and asked her who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, rendering her speechless. Oh, I don't know. And then she tried to make it, you know. Oh, think, everything's a mystery in the Biden administration. Tried to make a joke about it. And, you know, Tucker kind of was jovial with her. And finally, he was like, look, I don't know why anybody is too afraid to say what we already know, that the Biden administration blew that up. She wouldn't say it. It was absolutely masterful. I got to give it to him. It was absolutely masterful the way he handled these people and the way he, you know, was like a spider, you know, sucking the fly into his web and just completely exposed. He, it, he knew exactly where their weaknesses were and exploited them like crazy. What Mike Pence on Ukraine and religious freedoms, which is his claim to fame, Mr. You know, Christian man, and Nikki Haley on um, foreign policy in Russia. And, um, and what was the other one? The third. Oh, Asa Hutchinson on his COVID stuff. Um, there was a clip, might as well play it, with Tim Scott, where Tim Scott says that he's going to appoint Tucker Carlson his, as his bye-bye ambassador to help with deporting illegals. Hey, as far as I'm, I'm, I'm concerned, Tim Scott is the only one that's actually talking about how we need to be deporting people that broke into this country. Skins, go ahead and play clip three, please. We have to identify where they are, and I'm not going to pretend that that will be an easy task. But that should be the response. Well, well, wait a second. The federal government's like knows where everyone is because everyone has a has a smartphone and they're yes, tracking you. Yes, yes, you know. So like we know anyone using a fake social security number, why not just like drop them off in Tijuana? Bye bye. Well, yeah. I'm going to appoint Tucker Carlson as my bye-bye ambassador no, but, to figure this out. So we're going to work together on this. And I, no, I'm a sincere question. I, like, I'm sincere maybe as the well. reason that people come by the millions yes. uninvited, illegally, making a mockery of the rule of law. I have to obey the law, but someone from Haiti doesn't? Or what? But they come because they know that no politician will say, come and you're, you're leaving. Like, they don't put up with this in Japan. Absolutely. Well, they don't put like up you're this. gone. They don't Why actually, not do that? Here's the fact. I- right. So, you know, he made it. He, uh, Tim Scott made it made a joke about it. Um, but I'm not sure that he, you know, there's there's been nobody but Trump who talked about a deportation force. Why is that? Why? How, how did we get to the place in this country to where it, it, you know, people were too scared to talk about getting rid of people that are criminals that have broke into this country? I mean, everybody's talking about the movie Sound of Freedom and the child sex trafficking. Well, where are they coming into this country through our open border? And even if they're not child sex traffickers, even if they're not MS-13 gang members, these are people that have broken our laws by coming in here. It is no different than these people breaking down the front door of your home and coming inside and squatting and saying, I'm here. And because I'm here and I made it through your front door, you can't get rid of me. And I have the right to live here rent free and eat all your food and drive your car. 
What was it, Bob Walters, on, on last hour said it, in one in our schools now, like eighty something percent in one school district alone, eighty one percent of uh, or eighty three percent of all the students in one school district are all illegals. Why are we putting up with this? Why would any American think that that's okay? I don't get it. Um, by the way, today is the day that it is official that the Secret Service has announced that they couldn't find any suspect. They said that there was no physical evidence, although there's reports now that there was indeed fingerprints on the baggie. Uh, there's also reports that this, that you know, this is not an area, by the way. Um, initially, it was reported it was a library. Then it was a location where a bunch of tourists come in. Well, let me tell you. This is this is a, an area supposedly. First of all, I thought it was the library, but let's let's pretend for a moment it wasn't actually found in the library. Let's pretend it was in this cubbyhole area that magically didn't have any cameras trained on it. Let's pretend for a moment uh, that's true. It's still the West Wing, which is not an area where tourists go to. And oh, by the way, no physical evidence. These are also not cubby holes as being described by a lot of people as like where your kids leave their shoes and their sweater in a school open, open cubby. These are not cubby holes. These are lockers with keys and the key to locker 50 is reportedly missing. There is physical evidence. Nevertheless, the brilliant minds at, at, at uh, The View have decided they know exactly who left this bag of Coke there? Skins, please play clip six. Yeah, you yeah. have to be invited. It's you have like to be invited, program. have gone yeah. through the waves program and be escorted by someone. Um, but I think it's interesting because everyone who works on the White House campus has to get a drug test before they're ever eligible to work there. And you're subject to random screenings. I actually got one once after having kidney stones and then tested positive for the painkillers I had been on and had to get medical uh, records. But long story short, people in those positions cannot be doing drugs. Our adversaries could exploit it. It's it's not a small deal. So I don't who think did it? To so the who did That's the thing. It's like cocaine gate. We don't know who did this. I'm thinking maybe it's a tourist, a stupid tourist, a, a guest, somebody like that. And you've got to put your phone there. You've got to put your bags oh, there. <laughs> you've got to you got to put stuff there. And so somebody just you know who they brings left, the yeah, cocaine to the way? They left their they left their stash. They left let's show They left their stash. Why is she trying to talk like she gangster? What's with that? Get him out of here. Trying to blame tourists? Tourists don't go to this area. Mo? That's short for moron, by the way. All right, I've been saving this clip. Skins, Skins wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it through this clip without losing my you mind. Won't. This is nominee for Stink of the Week. This is a reason why Americans are fed up with this pride movement and this pride assault on children and what's going on in this country. This is a school teacher urging children to celebrate non-binary awareness week clip two. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. I'm Leslie and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Ray. My pronouns are also they, them. And what are we celebrating this week, Ray? It is non-binary awareness week. And what does that mean? Well, that means if you don't feel like a boy in your heart or a girl in your heart, or if you feel like neither or both, you are seen, you are loved, and you are supported no matter what. That's right. 
We love you for who you are, no matter what you might look like on the outside. We know who you are on the inside. And to all of our friends who might not be non-binary, how can we help them support our non-binary friends? Well, you can always make sure you're using the right pronouns because you want to respect your friends. Well, what if somebody accidentally calls me the wrong pronoun and you are with me? What would you do? Oh, I would simply say, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, I see that you said she, but Leslie goes by they. That simple. That respectful. That is love. That is what being non-binary is about. We love you. We see you. Mwah! <laughs> if I saw this person, we see you. If I saw this person on the street, I'd have a real hard time restraining myself. This kind of predatory crap on children's minds is, is why is this not illegal? This is child abuse. Conservatives have to stop using their language. Every day I watch Real America's Voice, and every day Terrence uses non-binary, says words like gender-affirming care. Every time we go to pull clips off of Grabian, I see when it's referring to a transgender person, a man, that they're calling that man a she. Stop it. You know how we push back on this? We, the adults, act like the adults in the room. We say, no, it is not respectful for, to try to compel me to facilitate your mental illness and certainly not to facilitate your assault on children and your abuse of the minds of children. The House approved the National Defense Authorization Act today. I'm going to talk about that in a moment because uh, the, the left is hysterical today because uh, there's fewer children that are going to be murdered as a result of it. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And speaking of children, what was Disney lying about today? They lied a couple times today. They've been busted, cold busted. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm not nominating the Republican Party for Hero of the Week for this, but they did uh, pass the Republicans in the House passed the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, and they and uh, they removed uh, abortion from it. Uh, Defense Secretary Lord uh, Lloyd Austin had made a decision to pay for the travel and leave of of um, absence of service women seeking abortions. Um, the Republicans are contending that it violates the Hyde Amendment, which prevents taxpayer funding for most abortions. And that's absolutely true. Um, if you're in the if you're in the military. Um, you know, so you don't like the fact that uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned and your state doesn't allow you to. There's there's no state in which abortion is illegal. It's just that there's limitations on it in, in, in a variety of states, like six weeks. And that's on your dime. It should be on your dime and not the taxpayer's dime to foot the bill for you because you didn't protect yourself and you got pregnant or for whatever reason you want to take the life of your unborn child. No taxpayer should ever pay for it. If you uh, don't like that, then uh, leave the military when it's time. 
I say that as the daughter of two Marines, and um, I know that uh, military life is, is tough. Well, you know what? It's not for everybody. So hat tip to the Republican Party for doing this. Of course, even the Washington Examiner uh, had the headline, oh, NDAA opens Republicans up to 2024 attacks on abortions. Well, you know what? Re- the Republican Party just needs to get better at articulating the issue and saying that no taxpayer money should go to pay for your abortion. If you, whether you're in the military or not, you pay for your own crap. It's bad enough that you want to take the life of an unborn child, but you're not going to make the taxpayers pay for it. That's what the Republican Party should be saying. And it's, should, and it's an easy message. It's about personal responsibility. Bad enough you let yourself get pregnant, right? Because And, and don't tell me, oh, birth control doesn't work. I mean, how many people do you know who actually got pregnant while on the pill? Not when they're taking the pill properly, okay? Let's just be straight. Uh, the Republican Party also... Uh, took out some diversity, equity, and uh, DEI stuff, not quite enough. But here's what Hakeem Jeffries had to say about the NDAA. Uh, Skins, please play clip seven. Our view of the National Defense Authorization Act is that it is woefully irresponsible that extreme MAGA Republicans have hijacked a bipartisan bill that is essential to our national security and taking it over and weaponized it in order to jam their extreme right-wing ideology down the throats of the American people. Um, trans, trans, uh, transgender in the military, I don't think that that is... Um, they're on the fringe when it comes to all of this transgender stuff. Absolutely on the fringe. But they try to la- let you believe that right. otherwise. They want to make you think that you're, you're the fringe. Absolutely not. And I can tell you right now that when it comes to abortion, I don't know one person, even pro, pro-abortion women, that think the taxpayer should have to pay for it. I don't know one. You're a woman in the military. Pay for your own dang abortion. If you are if you are in a duty station in a state that doesn't include it, pay for it yourself. That is not an extreme position to take. It is not an extreme right wing position that that the goal of the military is supposed to be battle ready, not supposed to be focused on uh, pronouns and having drag shows and all of the sexual crap that's going on as part of diversity, equity and inclusion. And if my dad were alive and if Pat were alive, let me tell you, I talked to somebody today whose dad served in the Korean uh, War and we talked about the fact that neither one of our dads would have wanted to share a foxhole with a trans gender person in the middle of a war who's got to take time out to use a distender so that they can because they're a man trying to pretend that they've got a vagina nor would my dad have wanted to share a foxhole with a woman in battle my dad wanted to protect women outrageous trying to pretend that we're on the fringe uh speaking on the fringe oh disney today let's talk about disney They actually, Charlie Kirk actually tweeted out some images from the new Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And Snow White is now Hispanic. And the dwarfs are not dwarfs. 
only one of the seven is a little person. I think it, it looks for me, he might have been in like Game of Thrones or something. Isn't there like an actor who's like a, a, a little person from Game of Thrones? He's like a tough guy, like a, like a bad looking dude. Um, so that was actually the first thing that struck me is not just that there was only one dwarf, um, but that they all looked mad and angry. You're gonna, you're only gonna go with one dwarf. It's the seven dwarfs. Not Snow White and six tall dudes and one dwarf. So Disney comes out and says that those images are fake. <laughs> Oops. Um, no, they weren't fake. So then after lying, trying to lie to the American people. I mean, I actually tweeted out, is the song from this movie, Hi Ho, Hi Ho, It's Off to Broke We Go. Because let me tell you, it, who would go and see this movie? My sister commented on Facebook, she wasn't called Snow White because that was the color of her underpants, okay? This is, and Disney wonders why they're losing like $900 million in recent, in recent oh, uh, times. Oh, this clip's going to crack you up. Oh, do you have a clip of, of Disney? What about DeSantis, who's going to be on the hustings, so to speak, for the next year? And he's going, he's made this a part of his campaign, uh, attacking Disney, saying it's a woke corporation. We've put the company on a pedestal, but they've really embraced the idea of getting the sexualized content in the program line that I'm not willing to cross. I mean, that's what he said. I quoted DeSantis there. How do you respond to that? Well, what, so far, what we've said publicly is that we are uh, concerned that he has decided to retaliate against the company for a position the company took on pending legislation in that state. And frankly, the company was within its right, even though I'm not sure it was handled very well, was within its right to speak up on an issue, constitutionally protected right of free speech. And to retaliate against the company in a way that would be harmful to the business was not something that we could sit back and tolerate. And so we have filed a lawsuit to protect our First Amendment rights there and to protect our business, uh, frankly. The, the other issues that you referenced, look, the last thing that I want for the company is for the company to be drawn, be drawn into any culture wars. You know, we've operated for you know almost 100 years as a company making product that we All right, that, uh, we've got to leave it there. Uh, didn't really have time to get into Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Um, Stink of the Week is Christopher Ray. I don't really have a Hero of the Week. Anything you want to add, Skins? Um, Tucker, Hero of the Week. Tucker. Tucker is the hero of the week. All right. Love you all. Have a great weekend. Stay cool. Stay hydrated, San Diego. See you Monday.